Welcome to Hunter's Journal. I have currently tried to record this about 100,000 times because mainly I have a hard time saying things exactly the way I want to say it and it's kind of a perfection thing which I guess it can be good if you want to like get a good product or whatever you wanted to do or if I wanted to explain my ideas perfectly (laughs) but I have that tendency to want to make things the way that I envision them to be and that doesn't always play out but today I want to talk about a little bit about what this podcast is about and some of the value I feel that could come out of it so the main idea of this podcast is I want to bring new perspectives to life to those who are listening and I'll do that of course by giving some of my own stories some of my own thoughts on life and I feel like that will bring some value in this world because I feel like it has definitely given me value for the reasoning that I have, when given different perspectives, whether positive or negative, I feel like I'm able to take those perspectives and apply them to some part of my life, whatever that may be. If someone is telling me how great their life is in this certain area and what they're doing, some of the certain aspects, the nitty gritties, I'll take that and I'll say, huh, you know something that I probably don't. And the chances are when you're talking to someone, they probably know something that you don't and they're able to teach you. And that's the vision of this podcast, I feel, because I want to give my perspective and perhaps you who are listening might be able to take that perspective and apply it in whatever way you seem fit in your life. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about authenticity and how I feel that being myself around others has been very difficult. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the reasonings behind that. Authenticity is a very difficult thing to do, especially in this society, in this world, because people will some people at least, will stomp all over you to get what they want. Cheating is very prevalent and lots of things to get to the top because it's such a vicious environment sometimes whenever you're trying to achieve the things you want to achieve. And being authentic compared to that is puts you at a disadvantage in a sense when you're trying to live life and go for the top and go for the best and live the best life you could possibly think of. So there's some value that I feel authenticity brings and it's more long-term than short-term. Whereas if you are more unauthentic and you're trying to just win people over just for the sake of your personal gain, I think that authenticity is more of a long-term goal. Whereas inauthenticity for personal gain is more of a short-term thing that will eventually fall through. So there's some aspects of my authenticity that have been halted, for the lack of better words, and it's something, authenticity is something I've always driven for. I don't want to be fake around others because I I have not personally found a 
benefit to being fake around others. But there's sometimes where my authenticity gets altered in a way to where I don't necessarily act the way I think I should be acting. And it's been a very interesting experience. So one example is since I'm a freshman of college, I've come into a new experience. So last year in 2020, fall semester was starting and I had picked a college that was out of state. So currently I'm in Colorado because I've been early whenever I was born, <laughs> I was born in Texas. So my whole life I've lived in this 30 minute area, 30 45 minute area. So I haven't really moved too much of my social circle and where I feel comfortable. So moving over to Colorado has been a dramatic shift in my life. And I I feel that because in the first few weeks of coming to school here, those were probably some of the, I don't know if it was the worst weeks, but they were incredibly difficult weeks in my life. I had to go on numerous walks. I had to call family constantly because I was just overwhelmed by my environment. And my natural tendency is to be pretty anxious if I don't have a secure environment. And back at home, I had a pretty secure environment because I had lots of friends. I had, I went to a church. I had a good, solid friend group of guys there. We would always be doing stuff, playing Ultimate Frisbee, perhaps doing some Bible study, going on some trips. And that social circle, I feel, was secure in a lot of ways and I felt that my life was going very well during that time so in that past summer before I went to school I felt very secure I felt very good about where I was in life and I wasn't too worried about all any uncertainty because I had that certainty within that friend group but all that changed whenever I went to Colorado and even though I had a good friend with me coming to school it's completely different because I moved to a completely new geographical location which affected me a lot more than I thought it would. I came in thinking oh it's gonna be fine. I usually try not to worry too much about things because I know I do worry (laughs) about things a lot so I was trying to play it off like I was cool but whenever I was coming here with my parents and I started thinking about the possibility of living on my own away from all that security I started getting worried and I started thinking about those things constantly every minute of every day and it was devastating almost to my mental capacity during those first few weeks and I remember it being a very negative experience for me because I felt trapped in a way and it feels like all all those days kind of bleed together right now because I felt pretty much the same almost every day. I was I have new roommates and um there's all I mean there's new people, always new people is always a uh, can be a difficult thing and I thought I had worked out being able to meet with new people because I used to be an extremely shy person. 
And I kind of grew out of that after getting my secure friend group and working on myself in a way so that I could be presentable to others and introduce myself in good ways. And coming here seems like all of that just shut down. That placing me in a new environment probably confused the heck out of my brain. And it seems as if I had reverted all the way back to the life that I had whenever I was probably like 15 or before that, where I wouldn't really talk to anyone, just super nervous going around in any situation. And it was an overall interesting experience, especially compared to this semester where I've gotten a little bit of grounding and I feel like I'm a little bit more of a part of the community and I'm starting to get to know a little bit more people and I feel like I've grown through that but with the authenticity I feel like in that first semester I I don't know if I I wasn't being fake around other people but I felt that whenever I went into that new environment my mentality shifted drastically I was trying to appease those in ways I had no idea what they were because they're new people and I didn't know how to act around them because whenever I knew the people back at home I knew how to act around them so that I could get I guess positive reinforcement or things like that I don't mean that in like a manipulative sense just whenever you're meeting new people you're trying to figure out how to act around them and Whenever I was thrown into the situation in Colorado, I think that I was super unsure of everyone around me, and that made me feel uncertain, which led me to almost, like, anxiety panics, in a way. And I feel like that affected my ability to make connections, make friends, like I would have back at home where I would be making new friendships a lot of times back at home, but here it feels like I didn't have that grounding, that group that I could go back to whenever I felt things were getting a little bit difficult. And that seems like that's something you really need in life, is some sort of support group, maybe a group of guys if you're a girl, a group of girls, or just a friend group in general, where you have that security. And that's also where family I feel is a very important part of your life because back at home I obviously had family and whenever I left that family that part of my security left me and this is really interesting because we've been learning a little bit in social psychology class about the idea of fearing death whenever you're fearing or you're brought up and people remind you that you're mortal it brings back some of those ideas that you cling on to. Some of, I can't think of the word, Um, just core beliefs spring up that you've grown up with because those are a place of security in your life. And whenever those things of security are stripped away from you, like my security and... um, my my family, my home. I think that um, there's a lots of things that cause uncertainty in my life through that because 
I feel almost stripped away of my security and all the things that I hold dear. And coming to Colorado, I think that it's caused me to live without some of those securities in my life. And it's made me almost fear lots of things around me. So coming to college, I feel like it's been a very much a learning experience because I'm learning to live on my own in a way. And I feel like it's been good developmentally. I had spoken with my uncle in my first semester and he was saying, I know it's going to, he was saying, I know it's going to be hard, but you just got to keep pushing through. And looking back now, it seems like that's definitely the case because it definitely was extremely hard. And I feel like being myself was a chore as where back at home it wasn't as much. And I think authenticity is a very valuable thing. And whenever, for me, it's one of my core values. And whenever I feel like that was almost stripped away from me forcibly, it almost devastated me. So that this kind of reminds me of a story. There, there was a time whenever we were having um, a little party at our house and I was I was vibing, doing pretty good. And there was just a, another family coming over um, with one of my friends and the parents were coming and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And I was I was fine with that. But whenever they came in, I've I felt like I feel I can be more around, more myself around my friends than around I guess their parents because it feels like I'm expect that I have like an expectation of how they want me to react, which incredibly affects my authenticity and my I guess confidence around certain people because. It feels as if I feel shameful about who I am around certain people because of my perceptions of what they might value. And in this certain situation, whenever the friend came, I was like, oh, hey, what's up? How's it going? But when their parents walked in, I was immediately struck with this feeling of I got to sit up straight. I got to act nicely so I can get that positive feedback from them and it's interesting because I feel like that's affected me so much in my life the idea that other people are what I think other people think I should be I tend to morph into that because I want them to approve of me and that's how I think I've grown up to think I can get that approval the earliest memory I have of wanting of getting this positive feedback was probably when I was in preschool. I was at a church and my parents had dropped me off into childcare and I was kind of doing my own thing. I vaguely remember like splotches of it so I don't know how accurate this is but it's something that I deeply felt and it obviously has affected me but I was kind of doing my own thing being a good kid whatever and I remember whenever my parents came back, they came to pick me up, and the person that was watching me told my parents, oh, he's been such a good boy. Oh, he's, he's quiet, he's behaved, and 
when she said that, I had such a rush of pleasure. I was approved of, in a sense, and that made me feel good. And I think that's one of the earliest examples of how I try to adjust my behavior so that others might approve of me, which isn't terribly a bad thing because in collectivistic cultures such as like more eastern traditions and stuff like that they seek more harmony in their society and that has to do with a lot of things of making sure everyone is acting the way people want each other to act and I feel like I've adopted some of that in some ways somehow (laughs) but in individualistic cultures such as America and maybe more western countries um, people have less of a tendency to want or feel the need of having that harmony and they tend to be more authentically themselves even if that means there comes some argument or disunity in a way and it seems like a good mix of that is where I feel like I want to be going towards and I feel like I've been too much controlled by whatever what are what I think other people think I should be because typically I've noticed those ideas of what I think people think I should be are typically false and more exaggerations and it seems like people would rather me be myself because interesting a lot enough last semester in college I had met with my psychology professor And I wanted to talk about anxiety and some of the panic attacks I had had um, in the past year. And one part just really stuck out to me whenever we were talking about this idea of authenticity and being myself. He said that the thing that people are missing when they're around you is actually you. And that really that really struck a chord in me because I'm trying to fit into what they think a good person is. And they're really missing out on the person that I am. So other that's why other people might see me differently and other people might want to or I don't know what I was saying there, but it's Anxiety of other people liking me and wanting to be with me has a, has had a very big impact on who I am. And I think that I've learned over, even especially talking to my professor there, I felt amazing after that. It was great. But after talking to him, I feel like I've gone more towards the line of being more truly myself because I'm starting to see that doing that is a lot more exciting for other people than trying to stay quiet, mind your manners, mind yourself. And it's been a very interesting experience. So some of these ideas are kind of correlated to some of the things that I've been learning in psychology. And there's a book that I read called Social. It's by Lieberman. I forget his first name. But they talked about the theory of mind and how we, when we look at other people, we try to perceive 
in our minds what they are thinking in their minds. So that definitely affects our behavior. And when it affects our behavior, it can cause us to deviate from what we usually are in normal certain circumstances. That's why whenever you go to new groups or new social groups, new friend groups, that's why you act different in those different environments is because you see the other people, you see how you're supposed to act, maybe in a cultural sense as well. You see what they say and you start to adapt to that because we are adaptive people and I've, in this situation in Colorado, I've definitely had to adapt and I feel like I've, I'm starting to get there, <laughs> um, however slow it's going, but I think it's been, it's been pretty good as of late. So there's lots of things that I've definitely had to learn on my own, but that's not a bad thing. It's how life works and things like that. But there's one more idea um, with this authenticity deal that has to do with my tennis career. So I played tennis for about six years or so. And there's a lot more of the story I could talk about. But ultimately, I grew to think that I had to play tennis in college. And that's what I started thinking and assuming I was going to go play tennis in college. And initially, I was like all for it. It was great. But other things started coming up into my life. And things such as like piano. I started playing piano at my church. And that started conflicting with my competitive tennis schedule. Because in competitive tennis, you have to play almost every day. And if I had even a day or two where I was playing piano and not focusing on tennis that kind of gets in the way and the tension starts building up. It was pressured by my coach and not really pressured at piano. It was something I've played my whole life since I was five, but I had just started getting into playing at church around, I'd say about 15 or, yeah, about 15 years old. And I started not having as much of a passion for tennis. And that became a problem because I had grown to think that I was going to be playing college and that presented a problem. It presented a problem because I didn't want to let others down. And whenever I start thinking that, I've noticed that I started shifting my behaviors and I start trying to act in ways that I think other people think I should act. And a prime example of this is whenever my dad would ask me if I truly still enjoyed playing tennis and I had a seventh month period, seven, eighth month period where I started lying to him. I wasn't, I had a point where I wasn't truly invested into the sport I was playing. And mainly because I started seeing other aspects of my personality, my life that I might want to go down, maybe a more intellectual route with college. And as you can see, I'm at a college not playing tennis. <laughs> and I started realizing there's other aspects of life other than tennis. Tennis wasn't the only thing, and I started losing my interest. There's some other reasons for this, but the main idea I want to get out of this for now is 
I felt like I would disappoint my dad, my family, if I didn't go play in college because we had worked so hard. He had worked very hard for me to be very good. He was very invested, and I'm very grateful for that. So I felt that if I just threw it away, quote unquote, that he would be unhappy, disappointed, and I would regret it. But now that I have quit tennis, I see that I was being a little bit silly. And my situation is different from other people's probably. But my dad wanted me to do what I wanted to do. And he would support me through it. And that's his idea in that sense. And eventually I told him the truth. I said, I'm not really enjoying tennis and other factors, blah, blah, blah. And within two weeks, I quit tennis, haven't played competitively since. And I don't regret that decision. I feel like it's formed me in a way, in a positive way. And it's really shown me that, my dad at least, has taught me that I need to be authentically me. And he didn't want to get in the way of that. And he did all he could. And I just didn't see what I guess he was trying to show me and he's also taught me some things like with public speaking being more authentically me rather than trying to be all showy and stuff like that so he's really been a anchor in my I guess pursuit of being authentic and um which is very it seems to be very attractive whenever I hear people speak and they seem very knowledgeable and they feel and I feel connected in a sense to them because that's who they are. It's hard to feel connected to someone that's not being authentic. So there's lots of things with authenticity that I feel like I've been learning and I still have a lot to learn about it and there's lots of different uncertainties in my life that I'm still working out but with all these ideas with coming to college and maybe feeling controlled in a sense whenever people are around you and even my tennis situation, I've grown to know that, realize that authenticity is a very important facet of life. And whenever you're unaware of the ways in which you are deviating from who you actually are, it seems like I'm still trying to work this out, but it seems like being authentic is the way to go in life for the long term, bringing it back to what I said in the beginning. Because obviously you can go through life kind of faking it, and sometimes you have to fake it a little bit, just kind of get in the groove and things like that. But more long term, you want to be who you are. Because that's what people will remember. They might remember your amazing first impression or (laughs) things like that. But what are you going to do after that? Are you going to remain that woo-woo around them? It's very difficult. And I think being authentic is a true long-term goal that you can achieve. And I've definitely seen that in my life. Especially in these situations that I talked about today. And... It's shown me that I can make my own decisions about who I want to be and who, uh, obviously within the values and things that I hold dear. But 
it's been a very interesting journey with authenticity and I feel like there's so much more to learn but that's probably all I have today for this podcast thanks for listening I hope this was helpful for anyone who might need to have heard it and hope y'all have a good day